All right, uh, this is JP and George, Home Buying 101, and we are on episode eight, putting together an offer. I think this is this comes at clients really fast because once you find that place, the fun and games of like looking at all these places stops really quickly. Like, okay, okay, what do we do now? Um, there's a lot of terms and conditions in a, in a contract, and let me start with this. The contract, the the paper, the pen, the paper, the DocuSign, all that stuff, it kind of doesn't really mean anything. So like, here's what I mean. I sometimes have clients that we go back and forth, just me and them about what do we do? How about this? I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. Hey, we need to talk to the other side. (laughs) This paper is a negotiation tool. Because you cannot talk directly to the seller and neither can I. So you're pretty much writing them a note saying, hey, I really like your place. Here's what I want to buy it for. (laughs) Here's what I want to pay. You fold it up. You say, check a box. Yes or no. That's pretty. You're just sending them a letter, sending them a note. So like negotiations is two ways. But there's a lot of things that kind of go into it. And there's, there's a few that I feel are probably the biggest one of course is purchase price mm-hmm. like what, what should we buy this place for and that's kind of what my job is as a realtor is can i make sure we find the fair market value for this home what is this home worth here's the thing that is different depending on the situation right we might find a home that's 400,000 the home next door sold for 400,000 and say jp it's worth 400 Yes, but there was a line of people out the door and there are already multiple offers. So this home is probably going to be worth a little bit more. You could chance it and just say, oh, 400, but someone might go 1%, 2%, 10% over, which would be a lot, but I've seen it happen. I have a client that we were looking at a place that was $399 and it was worth $399. Like it's 100%. Like, yeah, this home's worth $399, maybe a little bit more, $410, $420. We went to the open house and there were probably, I asked the realtor how many showings they had and she was like up to 50. Wow. In a two day span. I turned my client and says, hey, this house is going for about 450. Just a heads up check. There's no way. Yes way. It's like, how? Because it's the amount of people that's there. So figuring out the fair market value is not just about the numbers because clients do that. They go, JP, but I saw that this house, it's not about the numbers. It's also a feeling. And real estate is half technical, half a feeling. And we as a, me as a realtor and George as a lender, we have to kind of feel things out too as well. So one, figuring out the purchase price. Two, figuring out the close date. Mm-hmm. When do you want keys to exchange hands? Right. And on average, I would say 45 days is kind of like the timeline I use. Um, that's also up to you, but trying to line up when you're moving in and when you close in a place sometimes does not happen actually most of the time does not but kind of budget for 45 days can it be faster yeah it could happen in 30 i've seen it happen in 14 i've seen it but there's a lot of pieces that are moving can it be slower yeah i've seen 60 i've seen 75 days but remember this person probably wants to sell their home a little bit quicker and you might want to move a little bit quicker so Thinking about closing date is huge. Um, earnest money. 
this is probably where I think most clients get stuck. And earnest money is, uh, it's kind of like collateral. It's mm. saying this, telling the seller, hey, hold on to this. I got the money. You get the money back at closing, but for them to not only see you have the funds, or one is a, one is a pre-approval. They can see that you're well-funded, but also they want to see that you're serious about it. And earnest money can be any number. It could be a dollar, which never happens. And it could be 10, 20% of the property, which I've actually seen. It is your perceived seriousness about buying the home. Earnest money, yes, you have a chance of losing it way at the end of the process. If you sit at the closing table with the pen in your hand and go, man, I changed my mind. Yeah, you're probably going to lose that at that point in time. But after appraisal, after inspection, after condo docs, any of those points, you as a buyer can walk away. What I try to tell clients who are buying is you are the most protected person in this party. Because if you won't, no one would buy a home. If every buyer felt like they were going to lose their earnest money, right. no one would do it. So putting, trying to figure out earnest money, which typically I would say is 1% or 3% of the purchase price, um, is another piece of the puzzle. And then any sort of terms that you might need to negotiate, and they are endless. If you have a home sale contingency, if you want to negotiate uh, as is, if you want to waive inspection, if you want to add... I mean, anything under the sun is on that document. So like that's other things that we need to talk about is terms. If you need to add credits for closing. So a lot of different things we can add, but do understand that sometimes those things might not be ideal for a seller. Once you get past purchase price, closing and earnest money, they are like, okay, we're good. <laughs> we're good right. with that. Anything you're adding after that it's probably a hundred percent benefit for you. Like anything after that. So there are a lot of different pieces that go into the puzzle, but because every buyer is different, every seller is different, every property is different. The time of the market is different. Those things change. So I've had clients say, Hey JP, I want the sellers to pay for, for my closing costs. Hey, that's up to the situation. Actually, that's up to the seller. They can have their home in the market for 90 days and still tell you, nah, <laughs> I'm not yep. paying for your clothes. It's up to them. I sometimes have clients get surprised because you you fall in love with the numbers. You fall in love with the purchase price. You fall in love with the earnest money. You fall in love with the close date. And you say, this is it. Understand this is a negotiation. So like there's a lot of back and forth. And sometimes it goes pretty quick, like a ping pong game. It's like tick, 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 tick. And sometimes it's like a cricket match and it's going to take you a day or two and really up. It depends on the communication level of each person, the realtor, the seller, the buyer. So putting together an offer, purchase price, close date, earnest money is probably the top three things because your pre-approval, your down payment, your interest rates are probably already kind of set. So you're not really negotiating any of that. Right. Um, and as far as like credits, for closing, I think if you need, here's my rule. Like if you need credits to close, then we let's just figure it out. But if it's like, hey, I just, I don't want to pay closing costs. Sure, but do understand if they push back that you might have to. And don't lose out on your $500,000 dream home because of $3,000. Like that's going to burn you in the end. Um, be willing to negotiate 
be flexible. Be flexible on a price range. I always tell about tell clients, what do you want to pay? Two things. What's the highest you were willing to pay for this place? Mm-hmm. And here's what I think we should start at. And here, that's that's our range. If we're looking at a home for five hundred thousand, you say, JP, the highest I'm willing to go is four seventy five. Like, okay, we're pretty far apart. I will put it together, but if we put in an offer of 475, they're probably going to reject it. Here's what makes a good offer is having a good realtor that understands negotiation. Period. True. I know your first offer is not getting accepted unless it's asking and probably even over asking. Sometimes if it's the first day in the market, the home's 500k, you offer 500k, you're not getting accepted. Why? Cuz it's day 1 on the market. They saw somebody willing to pay 500K for the home. They're like, oh, let's wait two more days. Let's do that open house. We might get somewhere to get five, 550. Five. That's how, so like having someone who understands how to be strategic and negotiate a deal, uh, it goes such a long way. And the clients I've had that have the best experience have kept giving me the keys. Hey, JP, I want to pay you this. All right, I got it. <laughs> I'll do everything from there. The ones that have a tough experience is they want to negotiate every nickel and dime. Well, I've had a client the other day. We were at 640 and we got stuck about 3K away. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Just just either go up 3K or walk away. Like it's you're talking about $7 a month. If it's really going to break you, then let's walk away. You know, so like not to go into another story, but those are like the things I would tell clients. Don't fall in love with the price. Understand the range. Understand the highest you're willing to pay that you can fall in love with this home and the price and be okay with it. Uh, when you want to close and that can earn this money. And for the most part, everything else we kind of figure out as we go along. Yeah. Um, it moves pretty quickly. But honestly, if you have a trusted realtor and a trusted lender, even the offer with a lender is huge because I attach the name of my referral lenders to that offer. And they, nine times out of 10, everyone knows who George is. And they go, oh, you're A&N? Yeah, they know how he works. They know his process. And having the right lender actually makes your, 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 your offer stronger. That people will look at two, if they see, if, the, if everything's the same, Closing date, offer price, earnest money, everything's the same. And they have to work with dot-com lender or Georgia A&N Mortgage. They're going to pick George every single time. So it's not just about those numbers when it comes to purchase price and close date and things of that nature. This is why we've talked about it a million times having the right team because having a strong lender, having someone who's local, someone who knows knows realtors, has relationships, has done deals, will make your offer stronger. So I understand like wanting to get, you know, the cheapest rate and, and want to shop everything else. By all means, go ahead. You're probably going to lose out on your dream home because of that. <laughs> like, wow. So like it's, yeah, I, I found, a, I found a, a rate that was uh, 0.25% lower, but you did not find a home that you wanted. If I was to tell you your rate instead of being 5% was 5.125, but at 5.125, you found your dream home, which one would you have chosen? 
You're like, hey, I'll just pay a 0.125 and buy my dream home. That's why having the right lender, the right realtor for negotiation goes such a long way. I could talk about this forever, but that's like the nuts and bolts of pretty much putting an offer in. After that, I, I think it's a totally different ballgame once you get into being under contract because that's when you see, you might not see it, but you might feel it, how those referral partners actually work together. Right. That's when we kind of just, I, there's times I don't even talk to George. I'm like, yeah, I've figured it out. As soon as we get on the contract, all right, here's where we at. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need this done. You need this done. Hey, what do you need from me? Can you get this done? Hey, did you talk to them about this? Like we are moving and grooving and getting it going. So like that's like the basics, I think, of putting an offer. Yes, there's probably a million other pieces to it. And if you have questions, please let us know. But yeah. Yeah, man, JP, thank you for this was JP's episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh man, thank thanks for sharing that. That was really good perspective and like super educational. And uh, I agree with you. I think having a, a someone who's really good at negotiating is key. Wow. Um, and I've, I've watched you in action and I, I consider you like a master negotiator. Yeah, I like love it. You, yeah. I, if, if I love the deal, oh my yeah. God, it gets me going. Like I love the deal. So like for me, it's not just... It's not just, you know, getting you this dream home, but it's like, did I do everything I can to get you yep. the best price, put you in the best position to win? Like, I've had clients overpay, but we have to do that to get that dream home. Right. Because once you move in and you put your head down on the pillow, if you tell me your interest rate right now in your car, you have no freaking idea. Your car gets you to and from work. That's it. Like, most people don't know the interest rates on their homes. Some do now because we've been hyper-focused on interest rates for the past two years. But for the most part, I had no idea where mine was. When I had to refinance, George was like, hey, here's your, here's your new interest rate. Like, oh, what is it? what's the old one? It's like, oh, 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 thanks, man. I had no idea. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he's just like, hey, I can get you a lower interest rate. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. So like, there's a lot of pieces that go into it. I think uh, having the best partners and like for me, negotiating yeah that's where i jumped in yeah negotiating is my thing yeah no you killed it you kill it well hey guys thank you so much for joining us once again and we will see you next week on home buying 101 with jp and george yes sir thanks all ann mortgage services is an equal housing lender for licensing information go to annmtg.com licensing and nmlsconsumeraccess.org nmls number 19291 George LaGuardia, NMLS number 1316429.